0: Hello everybody and welcome back to our latest episode of the DXM podcast. I am Colborn Bell and I am joined today by ex-urban planner, future potential urban planner, uh, and currently doing some writing, JGC. I got that right? That's right. All right, bit of a tongue twister for me. <laughs> well, I'm going to call you Jay. Um, That's great. We start the the episode in the same place always and that is really just giving you the space to describe really anything you would like the audience to know about yourself, your backgrounds and how you came to be here.
1: Yeah, cool. So I guess uh, most people listening to you uh, are familiar uh, with crypto and I guess the world of crypto and I guess the uh, problem in this space that I've been trying to think about for a few years now is um, what You know what is the real world point of of it all you know um and because it's a lot of fun uh and every everyone is having a lot of fun some people are making a lot of money some people are losing a a lot of money but i think it's just overall it's entertaining uh and you know there's the meme of the the enjoyer i think you know it's hard not to find some enjoyment in the space but it, there are a lot of legitimate critiques about um you know uh calling it just a, a world a world of scams or uh you know it's all frivolous and I think so, a lot of those critiques are you know have some teeth so I've been trying to just for my own uh i i i started digging in i guess I'm it, it both in crypto and nfts i guess i'm um perpetually more interested i've never been like an investor necessarily and so i perpetually more interested in the ideas than buying the things which is uh you know i have some of the things but uh it's not like i've become ridiculously wealthy or anything on on these ideas but i'm yeah still just trying to uh wrap my head around you know what it what is everyone doing here, and can it be useful? My background is in urban planning, city planning um so that's I have a degree in that you know, I worked in a consulting firm uh doing city planning, and kind of my gripe after being close enough to kind of understand the ways that physical places are made, especially in America that's where I live um is that there's not a lot of people the average person doesn't have a lot of agency in the way that their physical space their city is governed or made and they don't have they don't have a lot of don't end up with a lot of stake in the place and when people don't care about places over the long term um the the places erode and people become disengaged and you know uh aren't very happy people, uh, and which is kind of s- seems the way that's the way the world is going. And so I guess like broadly, I'm trying to understand what in crypto can be useful to making physical places more healthy. Um, and I've and I've also you know, hung around the just from paying attention, have a general understanding, because I think that the way that you found, heard of me in the first places, hang out in the uh, JPEG forums. Um, so I've, you know, I've definitely gotten kind of in the weeds, just became friends with some, some artists and some people uh, who are not necessarily thinking about physical space at all. Uh, but I, yeah, I still think there's a connection worth exploring. So that's what I'm trying to do right now.
0: I mean, there's so much to unpack there. Where where really do you want to begin? Let's let's always start positive and then we'll get into, uh, I guess, probably more of the the critical aspects would love to know at least what about crypto kind of attracted your attention, your interest? What about kind of like these rapidly fluctuating, vibrating, continuously moving moving communities, Um, this like fluid idea of value? What really sparked your interest, and where did you see promise?
1: Yeah, I I think that yeah, ba- basically what has me still around is that I I started again. Like I said, I didn't buy a gigantic chunk of Bitcoin when I first heard about it. But when I for I when I first heard about Bitcoin, I think was like a Facebook friend was posting about it in twenty fourteen, and I started reading about it. Uh, and it was clearly just a new idea, um, mm. and I think that a new new ideas probably are worth something. You know, a new something genuinely new can't be only a scam. Mm. I think, and so uh, I, I guess it's hard to say what caught my attention. I mean, I, I know if you're in this space at all, you probably had that point where you went down the rabbit hole kind of, Uh, and so I ended up learning about Ethereum, but the first, I think the first like, uh, worth talking about it project that piqued my interest was in, I think like 2018, I started, um, hanging out in, it it was a rocket. It was called rocket chat, but it was for MakerDAO, Mm -hmm. which is basically the first stable coin on ethereum um and th- uh, you know since day one those guys have been talking about uh integrating with the real world um and to, to i mean to a lot of the critiques today uh of MakerDAO, are that they're you know they they're kind of like selling out to the they're not uh their governance is kind of messy. It's very people heavy. It's not like the, it's not a vision of like a crypto anarchist vision of, uh, like no people involved uh, kind of world, but uh, the, the possibility of, you know, a, a stable currency that's, you know people all over the world they don't need to be speculating they can just use the system and it helps them uh and no one can control it or stop it uh i think that was like the first powerful idea to me that um it i think <laughs> and back in the day the, in the beginning of 2018 uh so sadly one of one of the first uh one of the first guys who um but he co-founded MakerDAO, uh, the DAI stablecoin. His name was Nikolai. And he recently passed away, sadly. But uh, he, his vision was a little bit more hands-off mm-hmm. um, of how you can make. So that, I think, was the thing that stuck with me is like, oh, maybe you could make a system that um, no one can touch and is useful for more than speculation. Um, So, yeah, I guess that was... I
0: mean, just having dabbled around in in experiments with DAOs uh, running kind of the museum as a, I call it a quasi-DAO or a DAO in transition, um, governance is incredibly people-heavy, it feels like always. Has there been a project that you feel has elements that have begun to crack this code?
1: Yeah, so... actually that's uh it's interesting um the, the the thing that so out of Dai, uh there were a lot of critiques uh of it being too governance heavy and so uh so um, some people started this uh it's called based on ungovernance uh stable coin coin called rye um and it has you it's only ethereum uh so so the basic way that uh like a uh a stable co- like a stable coin like maker works is that you have um collateral you collateralize the loan but it's over collateralized so if the price of eth drops uh you, you know the system can still call back the loan in time to not not have it be worth less than the the amount of the loan it gave um so for rye it's a it's kind of a not doesn't in, it's very low governance project and is a stable coin that produces that but it's a it's a it's a less dynamic system hmm. and so actually one of the co-founders like a uh, couple weeks ago came out and said actually um so so the the contracts are deployed and you can't uh they're they're basically not tweakable um and so uh or swap outable. so uh he came out and said i regret i regret um making only one collateral type eth available because now there are liquid staking options like steph um, yeah. stake D, um and our system can't we're gonna to have to redeploy the whole thing if we want to be able to incorporate a liquid staking coin and no one's gonna to wanna to use our product. Um you know, so there are other um there are other considerations, uh you know, which I think is the yeah, the interesting thing is today DAOs are pretty, like you said, they're they're They get really messy really quickly and they haven't been there's no I think like really great example of people collaborating on chain really well together and creating something you know like really fantastic. Um, But I I would say just based, this is my personal. uh, I guess is something that I would say, given that. How I introduce myself, which is I'm trying to think about physical places, but I think mm-hmm. that the reason, one of the reasons why the governance doesn't work, is because uh, at the end of the day, people don't care about the projects, and they don't need to, because they don't have nothing to do with. They're completely digital, and they they maybe they were hoping they could make some money, but otherwise. Um, they have no bearing on their actual life. And I think that's, you know, part, part of the problem. Um, and so it, maybe integrating, uh, be, so I think that, the a lot of the ideas, uh, that DAOs are operating on, have been around for a long time, like cooperatives and, sure. uh, you, you, you can have, there's like communal land structures, like a, uh, a there, there are ways of communally owning land legally, like a um, community land trust, those kinds of things. Those ideas have existed, but the structures are hard, I think. Like the, the it's, it's hard to, you spend a lot of time on uh, administration and you don't and people who care about the place kind of get bogged down in administration so i think if we can you have people who care about a place but we have the structures that are provided um and kind of like forkable copy pasteable um i think the it basically i think the ideas around DAOs might work a lot better uh for communities that already exist and have a reason mm. to exist besides, you know, uh number go up on their coin, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a lot there. I don't think we've, we've any project has really particularly passed the threshold of like 10,000, right? That seems to where to be where everything uh beyond that it, it's like too large to govern. Uh below that it it kind of, you know, like Slowly fades into irrelevance. Um, I think that has just been. Is, is, do you think there's anything around like that number that uh, is is like ideal for this type of governance? Uh, you
1: you mean what what do I think the ideal like group size is? Maybe for on-chain governance. Sure. Uh, I mean so. Dunbar's number is what, like 150 that they, they say that like you can't maintain like a broader scope of relationship. Like you can't maintain meaningful understanding relationship between people like beyond 150. Yeah. Um, And probably that's in person, which is uh, there are a lot more, hues between people in in person than digital. So I I actually, it could be possible that the number online is lower. Um, But I think that you can, which some people have been, uh, I guess, building out the infrastructure for this kind of, but I think that you could probably, if you have a DAO that is organized in teams um, and, Each team has their role and that team is, um, you know, 50 or less people. I think you could you could you could build like web webs of uh, organizational structure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't think that you can get any meaningful governance done if it's just like vote on this, discuss this proposal and vote on it. And OK, there's 10,000 people, you know um you can't you can't hear ten thousand people sure. um meaningfully so yeah.
0: so let's take maybe some of your your background in urban planning and let's begin to kind of like translate it into these digital spaces, these digital environments um For you, you know, what would be kind of like an ideal conception? You know, I always think of these digital spaces as places where we get to iterate and play uh, and experiment in exponential ways that we can't do physically. So I'm curious for you kind of what an ideal metaverse would begin to look like. What do these spaces invite? Um, What are the problems that we're trying to solve and how do we take possibly the lessons from there back into the real world.
1: Yeah, I think that there is a, um, I think, I think that the, the good thing about a digital space is that it's super. So what I I think is incredibly important just for people, uh, in general, um is to have agency so feel some sort of you know ability to act and affect the world and not be controlled um and so i think digital spaces are really good for that because uh you can kind of especially if you uh which i am not but i know that um still the ability to code is really powerful and and the ability to deploy uh like a financially consequential uh application onto a blockchain today is like that's a real that's something real that you can do that doesn't um so yeah in my background from urban planning i i'll say that in the physical realm you can't it's very difficult to build something or to have something get built um without a lot of red tape uh, and without a lot of basically you're required to involve a lot of professionals that aren't you unless you are that professional uh, in order to build a house or um, you know buy and open a restaurant or You know, and a a lot of especially maybe like food safety or something like some of those things are obviously a good thing, but I think that we've uh, we've gone far enough that we we basically have an affordable housing crisis and a lot of other problems that that I think can be attributed to lack of agency and lack of ability to, you know, kind of build your own community. So I think that digital spaces are really good for just like allowing people to flex that muscle a little bit. Um, And I think that blockchains especially are, you know, financially people are building. uh, So I think it basically just building financial systems that can, you know, it's bad for when people lose money. but. I think a lot of people have observed that these were were kind of like speed running, recreating uh, like the traditional financial world. But just instead of over like a thousand years, it's over like five years. So uh, and obviously there's a lot of uh, financial history beyond a thousand years. But uh, so I think, yeah, just in general, uh, maybe I'm just repeating your original question, your original statement. But I think that in, in general, digital spaces are very good for creating the kind of agency that hopefully it hopefully will create um, some demand in the real world when there's this disconnect between like, OK, I can do something uh, I have control over. And hopefully, you know, the crypt, world of crypto can help, you know, give people digital agency in ways that. Uh, people demand it kind of in the physical world as well because it's it's possible uh through crypto
0: and I find again and again that I'm sure you're familiar the kind of the the bell curve meme of just having like the most degenerate like I I can't call them stupid but just uh I don't I don't know just wild, wild people, and then some of like the most brilliant people. And I find it is (laughs) definitely, it is just a, a, um, a fascinating subsection of humanity that gets attracted to these places. Uh, you know, you, you talk about kind of like the speed running of recreating. Do you think that that is what is just primarily attractive to, to both of these types of individuals?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, definitely. uh, It's just interesting to be um, in the wild west, kind of. With like, I mean, if you look at twenty twenty two in crypto, you like it's just completely insane in a lot of bad ways. But it's but it's interesting too, you know. Um, But I do think that there is. I recently heard I, I forget the source, but it was a it was a uh interview with Vitalik uh and he was talking about how so generally I guess like the the idea in crypto has historically been, especially like in the world of Ethereum people are building, uh, protocols that can stand up to any kind of attack or spamming or just stupidity, uh, because it's a universal system, uh, with just like in pure insanity happening all the time and things that might not be logical or things that are just, you know. Crazy. So like, that's what I guess the idea, like the general idea of like code is law. Like if I can do it, 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 it's permissible culturally. Um, Then I think that there's an interesting, I guess there's like, um, there's a place for everyone in crypto because I think that that's kind of the, uh, what is necessarily true in a universal system like Ethereum, like that, anyone can deploy any kind of program and it can interact interact with all the other ones automatically, uh, you have to build for adversaries and stupid people. (laughs) Um, but the, I do think that there, so that's Ethereum, but then, um, in the world of cosmos, which I have not, I'm less familiar with for less long, uh, but the there I know their general architecture is set up so that uh, basically communities can create their own self-sovereign blockchains that kind of are more uh, less universal and more socially managed um, or or have um, you know different rules that are specific for that specific community. Um, so that's really interesting to me too, because that is the way that uh specific physical places work
0: you know Mm -hmm. like you don't
1: need to build um the the park in your neighborhood for every single human on earth you know you just make it for the way that you want it um and so i think it's good that um we're kind of a spectrum of uh infrastructure is being built one you know like for possibly universal money but also one for local monies you know um yeah i think that's good
0: yeah i you know i'm a big fan of just like in an, an increase uh like a returning of power to just local people local governments more local independence um i mean do you feel probably like would you agree that in our lifetime we have seen probably an increased power grab from from places at the top
1: you mean like increasing centralized centralization or you know bureaucratization yeah i mean definitely so i think that Yeah, it's interesting to see the arc of the internet, which a lot of people have talked about this, you know, who have done no more than I do about the internet. But the general arc um, is that it was um, kind of a place where individuals had a lot of agency, um, especially, so I I, um, I actually tweeted about this semi recently, but the, the thing that I, that you think that you don't think about about the beginning of the internet um is that it was actually kind of like regional networks um sure. that were based in a place because it, that's how you know the the phone line ran and you made a you know local calls to connect to the internet and you uh spread and you talk to people about your uh your little network you were running you just spoke to them locally and so like so the very beginning of the internet the non uh government based internet uh was out through local places um and then and then it as it became universal it still had that element of you know uh it's kind of not a not a controlled space um or a space that's managed collectively by everybody um but then you know as uh people found opportunities to monetize the universality of the the internet then you got you know we got google and amazon and apple and um so i i think that the this the centralized the centralization of power um on the internet or at least um like those companies ability to direct our attention and uh money um yeah i think that the the centralization of those organizations has you you also when you have such large organizations the the i think that the the institutional structure to manage that also has to swell a little bit because you 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 have to contain uh, an economy that's now a lot more global, uh, or you'd have to try to manage an economy that's bigger so you make the, the institutions bigger. Um, so it's kind of like an arms race between institutions and economies. And yeah, I think that, you know, that makes them move in a certain direction of centralization.
0: Do you anticipate the same story playing out in blockchain? Or do you think just just,
1: monetization?
0: Yeah, monetization, centralization, just there being only very few gateways in which people access it. And those gateways are kind of limited as far as functionality unless you kind of have this like deeper technological understanding to to go around it.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say um because like the foundations obviously of mo- the, the prominent blockchains so far are kind of cypherpunk, like uh sure. r- refusing that kind of control is super core to the a lot of the the people who um have the ability to most influence the systems um and so yeah but i think that um though i think the thing that those people take for granted is that they have skills that other people don't have um and so it's difficult i think it's a that's a really hard thing um in the world of blockchains that you don't just get in a uh you know in a in your town like the the city new york city could um give a lot more power back to small local neighborhood groups to uh decide decide how to manage their uh tax dollars you know mm-hmm. much more locally or that that kind of thing it and that is even though it does take skill to create like an organizational structure, decide things or to hire a engineer to build a road or, you know, that kind of thing. It, um, in the world of blockchains, especially when, uh, you have a lot of financial stake, you like, there's only, um, you know, so many people in the world that are capable of building a, uh, universal money system and coding it and, you know, getting it on chain and deploying this system. Um, and so I think, yeah, the people that are capable of that take for granted that. mm, Very few people are so, yeah, bridging that gap, um, and moving towards, you know, real usable systems, but that also have, uh, allow, agency um at their core is uh yeah it's definitely hard because i can't uh i don't know how to deploy anything uh on on chain on my own in solidity i know like actually i think it's really great there's tools like manifold um that allow people to uh deploy their own Contracts and so you aren't dependent on OpenC. Your contract is not on OpenC, but it is still you have a certain dependence um, on Manifold. Uh, so it yeah, it's, 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 that's a super tough uh, problem to solve. And
0: I love Manifold, but it you know as an A16Z company, right, heavily backed, it's almost like whoever has the most capital behind them. Will have the longest runway, and they can, right? They don't have any sort of revenue model, so they can just like acquire users, right. and then, you know, it ultimately flows into one of the largest VCs in the world. Um, right. So yeah. So even even that is in in my mind just like a bit dangerous.
1: Yeah that that uh, just in specific is interesting I think because A16Z has so much money in the space uh, and they obviously, you know, know what they're doing, Uh, you know, like they, they understand the basic ideas um, that make blockchains powerful, but they also are kind of, uh, they, they're taking agency from other people when, when they have such uh, that when they have that much control over the system uh, or that much money in the system that and therefore that much influence. Um, but, so I think it's a good thing that there's kind of like a broadly held contempt for a 16 Z, but I don't know if it can, if it's enough to.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't think most people know where all that money is going. Right. And they're never right. going to. So it, it's almost a bit of like a bait and switch of, of here take this thing up front it's free today um i'm sure they don't even know why but they just want people using it um right Right. so and you know that obviously has been a long-standing tech growth model that has led to to a ton of centralization Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, simplifying user experience always will lead to growth. (laughs) And and then kind of just like the the long of that is who has the capital to just keep it running the longest.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily bad that, you know, uh, a large corporation or investor can create tools that make them money um because that it it's typically pretty easy for someone else uh to, to deploy something uh similar
0: sure
1: which maybe maybe it's the way it's always been but for people who want to um maintain their agency um and with enough curiosity that they that's possible so the um i think one of the uh there's this guy named james c scott he's uh like relatively famous anarchist uh who works at yale or um and he wrote several books one of them is called the art of not being governed um and its basic thesis is that um he he studied specifically, um, like mountainous regions in Southeast Asia, and that there's these communities of people that ended up uh, in physically hard to reach places because um, they, they didn't want to be bothered by large centralized states Hmm. uh, that uh, wanted, you know, have their benefits. They def uh, but also, uh, you know, tend to control people or, um, uh, yeah, exert a certain amount of control. Um, And so I think that that kind of thing is easier in crypto. You can always build and find a system um, that will give you some amount of control or is interesting or it matches your uh the way you want to live quote unquote uh easier i think then like actually moving to a mountainous region with your family or something it's easier on chain i think but the trick is yeah i guess in the long run integrating or creating enough momentum that it matters in the real world um Because, you know, if I, I, yeah, I still think you need to bridge it back to the real world. Um, And when, when only a sixteen Z can pay to make their uh, their project, you know, legal legally compliant. But the guy who can do it cheap and and quick and uh, you and that you want to use his system. Can't make it legally compliant. Uh, you know, that's the the hurdle, I guess. Is
0: I mean, the the beauty is is that all the code is is transparent. The contracts are transparent. It's like, what is ha- so anybody at any time anywhere can just fork it, right? right? And if and if you know if the, the well, code is the,
1: yeah, that's the interesting thing. Like that. So it, it's it's actually coming up soon. But I think that uh, Uniswap V three. Yeah. they put, uh, like some in, in the code, it was, I think it, I mean, I, maybe it was two years or something like that, but it said, you know, no one can fork this for two years or else, you know, we're coming after you legally. Right, like, yeah, you right. can fork it, but yeah. we're, we're going to come after you. Um, if you fork it within two years. And I think that time let's, limits coming up and then we're going to see a lot of more interesting things happen, but, um, yeah, that, that like uh interaction with like real legal systems is uh interesting um yeah i
0: mean look code code itself is law first and foremost
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right Uh, these systems are so slow to to stop and catch up with everybody that is trying to fork and do something innovative
1: right yeah the yeah that's the it's it's enforceable and you'll like the A lot of the enforcement agencies, the U.S. government are like, uh, you know, they're several years behind in enforcing. But a lot of times they do, you know, enforce. (laughs) So or they especially I I mean, they they enforce
0: in places, right? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: like I was around for 2017. I think a lot of people then knew what they were doing was wrong. But they just Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, ninety nine out of one hundred got away generally scot-free uh-huh
1: yeah 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 it's just an interesting uh and so i think that that um is es- escapability that uh ability to create something that is outside of the the legal system but still functions mm. um i i think that will continue uh, uh like that basic possibility is not um uh isn't going away but yeah it's still you know in general if if i want to use some of these systems to better govern and manage you know my local uh municipal government's money or like have their uh flow of money be on chain and more transparent like I obviously want that system to be it needs to be. uh, It needs a check out, you know. Uh, uh, So some of the systems will necessarily have to, you know, uh, I guess. Find some legal standing. Um, So I think we'll just it's going to take take a while to get there, but hopefully. The, the possibility of that kind of organization, it will create the necessity to, you know, uh, reasonably um, regulate it, but I think we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, words. Well, it, that does take us to time. Uh, yeah. i'm gonna let the the last word be yours if there's anything you wanna share that we might have missed uh let people know where they can find you if you're open to talking with them um, anything you'd like to share uh
1: i guess yeah my so my my twitter is j g c f y i um i'm going to hopefully in the next you know, month or two post, uh, I have, like I said, about 50 pages <laughs> on working from, you know, why is agency important? What are the ways that we don't have it today? And then how could we possibly build it with uh, some of these new technologies that exist on chain? Um, and uh, thanks for having me on. And yeah, yeah feel free to me, DM me on Twitter if anyone's yeah interested in talking about these ideas anymore
0: cool uh we'll cut it there i am Colborn bell this is the dxm podcast special thanks to our guest jgc uh and shout out to Dementi for putting us all together thanks everybody breaking news